0: Hey everybody, it's the Title Nine Podcast and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. I'm Steph Copley with Elisa Woods. Hey girl, hey. Hey, um. We're both wearing tie-dye tonight. We are. It's the new thing. Jared, where's your tie-dye? Jared's wearing black. All black. <laughs> black. I guess it's kind of fitting in light of the <laughs> string of recent recruits we've signed True. and the All Big 12 team that came out today. So True. He just wanted to be a part of it all. I can't blame him. I love it. Yeah. Jared doesn't have his headset on, so we can say whatever we want about him. Yeah. He'll just text on his phone and pretend like he doesn't hear us he's got he's got a
1: booger hanging out his nose (laughs) (laughs) he he almost just went to try and get it i saw it
0: uh i brought my girls with me tonight and nora is sitting on my lap so if you
1: hear some squeaks or you hear some weird noises it's probably elisa (laughs) i was gonna say more than likely i will be making more strange noises than she does who's your favorite athlete huh uh-huh. we're in a shy phase right Aww. now so she she won't speak but i gave you candy elisa tried to bribe
0: him with candy i'm pretty sure it worked Corey likes me yes she does they both do <laughs> um i think we should kind of call this like our first olympics episode after we will maybe have a few olympics episodes. Okay. what do you think this is episode yeah. 49 we're one away from 50
1: oh my gosh what are we gonna do i don't know we have to do something fun. oh my gosh we'll have to think of a theme yeah okay We'll do if, that. If anybody has any ideas, let us know on Twitter what we can do for our 50th. And if you want to bring things to us, we can let you know where you can drop them off. If you want to s- give us presents to help us celebrate, <laughs> like we, that, we won't say no. Like that tent. The, the We're, one still tent. We're still waiting. We're still waiting.
0: So happy 49th episode. <laughs> Shout out to our sponsors, the Ivy College of Business at Iowa State. Who I don't think I hoody who'd last You didn't. Time. I thought about this like right after I we know. got home. So you do two of them. Hooty
1: that was like in a hoodie who in the past it was like a ghost hoodie who it's
0: pretty good okay i have some ivy college news for you great did you see that ivy senior and red shirt junior of the iowa state gymnastics team her name is ariana orego or orego i'm not exactly trying to pronounce it she's going to tokyo to compete in the olympics for her home country of peru
1: amazing and one
0: of the reasons i don't know exactly how to pronounce her last name is because she took an olympic red shirt this year oh. which uh, that's a thing apparently but wow. good for her she's the first iowa State gymnast to qualify for the Olympics ever. And she's this is the coolest part. She's the first female to represent Peru in the in gymnastics ever and that was in Rio in 2016 that was the first time they had a female gymnast ever in the Olympics oh wow so she's a. so this is her second Olympics second Olympics yeah and I'm not sure how old she was for Peru but
1: obviously she or sorry for Rio but she uh yeah this is her second amazing go around so it's pretty cool so then is it just her on the Peruvian team she's in as an individual I would assume so I didn't check but I assume so yeah either way really cool for her
0: I love it and also shout out to the sponsor of the entire cyclone fanatic podcast network our friends at the mississippi river distilling company and in light of our olympic themed episode and our 50th our upcoming 50th i feel like they should make us an olympic themed drink or something yeah
1: just let us know what it is we'll make it here and we'll tell everybody how good
0: it is yeah I think it's a great idea. I'm gonna pat myself on the back on that I one. I like it. They just have some really
1: cool looking cocktails over there. I I'm like jealous. it. I've been making old fashions recently. Oh, yep. So and I got these very expensive cherries. Okay, but I feel like the cherries matter. Oh, they do people don't talk enough about the cherries you got a little you got to get a little bit of the cherry juice too. that's why they matter
0: yeah i totally agree so spend the money on the cherries people yeah um really quick i'm not gonna get into super deep conversation about this because i feel like jared's done a really good job of covering it in his columns and um uh chris and brent touched on it but we got a lot of recruits over the weekend yeah it was like one after the other i know and on twitter i was just like (laughs) like like like, bam 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 and then next week is big 12 media days and chris Mm -hmm. is gonna be down there so just pay attention there's gonna be lots of coverage coming out it's it's weird it's it's actually right around the corner at this point. oh my gosh is it football season not
1: yet okay do you think it is? I just want to be prepared if it is. I'll tell you when I okay. think it's football. We have a couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. It's still warm in the morning, so I feel like it's not. Yeah, it doesn't feel like fall in the morning. Yeah. It still feels like a jungle out there. Yeah. Okay. I have a feeling it's going to stay hot, though. <laughs> the first couple of games are going to be hot. See, I kind of like those. I know most yeah. people don't, but... I don't mind sweating. I actually like sitting in my car when it's really, really hot out without turning the air conditioning on. Like a sauna. Yeah. It's a homemade sauna. Yeah, I like it. (laughs) All right, that's enough for football. We'll get into that in the (laughs)
0: upcoming weeks, I'm sure. All right, let's talk about the Olympics. First and foremost,
1: our girl Bridget. Heck yeah. Y'all. Yes, we, was it, Canada. Uh, was it like a week ago? Yeah, I think so. I feel like it's, I've just been sitting on it. I feel like I didn't th- feel like I could talk about it because we're going to talk about it on the podcast, but now thinking about that, that sounds kind of silly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it's we're breaking news. I'm just really happy for her. I mean, we were obviously happy for her last yeah. year when she made it and then the Olympics got, you know, Postponed, I guess. Yeah. And it's not the greatest circumstances. Parents can't go. There won't be right. fans. But hey, it's still the Olympics. Yeah, no fans. Yeah. It's going to be odd. So weird. Did you happen to listen to the uh, podcast that Chris did with her? Mm-mm. you should listen. I saw it on there but I didn't everybody listen should listen it. she's just so delightful she is and she talks I mean her perspective about getting to go even though it's not the ideal
1: circumstances yeah. is great she's just wonderful so I talked to her like last year when she was in the bubble That's right a little bit and did that interview with her and she talked about what it was like to be on like the Canadian team and how it was such a family and they were still kind of all in touch and so I don't know I just feel like it's I'm really glad that she's on it again and I feel like it was inevitable, but also... You never want to assume yeah. those things. Yeah. Yeah,
0: I'm, uh, I am w- meant to check before we started recording, but I want to see if there's any Team Canada gear, and I will wear it yes. f- solely for Bridget.
1: I love it. Did you
0: ever see Toy Story 4 with Duke mm. Kaboom? Duke Steph. Oh, you don't... Damn it! One of these days, I'm going to remember that you don't watch movies. I just no, thought maybe because you have no. kids. Anyway,
1: no. There's I a
0: Duke, try and keep her away from <laughs> Duke Kaboom says, Yes, I Canada. And I just every time okay. I see anything that Bridget gets to do with Canada, that's the, <sighs> the meme that I always I love it. I yeah, think of. But well, I'm really happy for her. She's wonderful. Yeah. All right. Do you want to do your Olympic spotlight? Why are
1: you looking at me like that? No, I was just thinking, is there a men's Canada team? No. No. Did they not make it? No. What a bummer. Luka Doncic made it, though. Good on him. He carried that team. Good on him. Anyway. Anyway, do you want to do your... We're calling this segment Elisa's Olympic Spotlight. It's very original. Olympic Spotlight. The first person (laughs) that I would like to spotlight is Miss Gabby Thomas. Who graduated with a neurobiology degree from Harvard? No big deal, guys. Has an interest in racial health disparities and is getting her master's in epidemi- epidemiology. Epidemiology? Yep. Mm-hmm. What's that? <laughs> Epidemics. Like COVID? Yeah. Dang, girl. I know. She's brave. And tonight, that night, June 27th? Nope. Before then, I don't know. <laughs> At one point in time, within the last two weeks, uh, won since th- our last <laughs> podcast, won the two hundred meter, meter finals to qualify for the friggin' Olympics. Harvard educated. So
0: not only is she fast as lightning, she's a genius. That's as fast as lightning. She is fast as hell, and she is smart, smart as hell. Yeah, and I'm very excited about that. I think that's fantastic. Do you want to do Jordan? <laughs> No, I oh.
1: want you to. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I thought you were going to do it. Sorry for the awkward
1: No, pause. you said you you read a bunch about it. Oh, yeah, I didn't.
0: Okay, okay sorry. So this is Elisa and Steph's Olympic Spotlight. Elisa and Steph's Olympic Spotlight. <laughs> okay, so Jordan Childs is an Olympic gymnast. She mm-hmm. made the... Oh, I got to pick up Nora. Hold on one second. Uh, okay. Um, she made the Olympic gymnastics team. But what's unique about her was that a couple of years ago, she had decided she was going to call it quits. Yes. She was done. Yeah. She actually told her mom, throw away all of my trophies, my medals. I'm, I'm done. And her mom was like, if that's what you really want, that's what we'll yeah. do. And mom. hi. Yeah, that's my computer. You're right. Uh, she after that point, which kudos to her mom. For not pushing and just saying, if that's what you want, we'll support you. Right. So she kind of went a complete 180 from her very strict and disciplined life. And instead of following all of her dietary restrictions, she said she started eating candy and Starbucks food. And that was it. (laughs) Like she just went for it. She started doing, um, you know, like sleepovers with friends, things that she'd never had the opportunity to do because she had been... A training as an Olympic gymnast yes. since the time she was 11 years old and the training that she had done had been very toxic I was just gonna say this so she was she was told since you know she was deemed elite at age 11 that she was too muscular that her hair was too poofy and I don't probably need to say this but she's black right so and at one point they cut off her braids to make her neck look longer which is just insane yeah insane to me and so I get, and her mom didn't know a lot of this had been happening. And her mom was like, oh my God, I didn't protect my child. Yeah. And, but besides all of that, I mean, none of us could blame her for wanting to walk away at that point. Mm-hmm. But she happens to be friend with Simone Biles. I don't know if you've heard of her. <laughs> just a, just a, a semi known <laughs> athlete. And Simone said, hey, why don't you come down to Texas and train with me in my gym and my coaches? In the gym that she owns? Yes. That and Simone
1: Biles owns. Her
0: coaches. I don't mean to diminish this at all but it's a much more balanced and I would say less intense and I mean obviously she's insanely talented so it's of course it's intense it's things we can't ever imagine but comparatively to the old school way of gymnastics that we used to know in the 80s and 90s yeah and she Simone said why don't you come down and and see how it goes for you and Jordan did but the caveat was that she had to graduate high school first so she did things like prom and she did she was a a kid or a teenager Mm -hmm first and then she went down to the ranch uh with simone and they trained together and it went very well and obviously she she did okay she's not now and i just it was just a reminder of how toxic united and probably worldwide any dominant gymnastics program has been in the last few decades and it's taken some very big names and some very big scandals to change that yeah so that's really awful but yeah. good for people like
1: Simone Biles mm-hmm. who are standing up to that and I think a lot too about like Venus and Serena yes. and um how they kind of set the stage for you can look like this and be an elite athlete I- yeah in if not tennis. the most elite right. athlete right yeah. and I mean I even just think about like Thinking about how Simone started her own training facility, how like LeBron is opening a school, yeah. Yeah. you know, open a school. It's just like these elite athletes are saying, "Hey, I'm going to change the, the way, norm. yeah, I'm going to change the norm and I'm going to change the way that kids experience this sport at an early age. I'm going to change the way that they experience learning. I'm going to change. I'm just going to change the narrative for." young people of color and i love it so i was thinking the other day
0: about how even in our lifetimes the um the gymnast body has changed so we used to go from the long lean blonde and now you have these little balls of muscle and i just think that's really cool that there's not a, a a specific body type anymore that that norm is changing just like you said so it's it's every like everything from the face of it to the what's happening behind the scenes what's okay and what's not okay Mm -hmm. and the expectations i'm very glad to see that all it wasn't
1: it is it nastia lucan who was the um like commentating yes. during it it's yeah. just like the juxtaposition between her and she wasn't that long ago no she was
0: sean johnson time yeah. yeah yeah and so it was funny because she was she was kind of the this you know that i think she's kind of the sit-in now like she's that's her job so you've got nastia there who's this long lean blonde woman and then Lori hernandez who didn't she was injured yeah. so she couldn't she was on the sideline do you think they're gonna send her to tokyo to cover it i hope would so be
1: amazing
0: but she's this little short yes. muscular thing and yes. she's hispanic so so just to see the difference mm-hmm. in a couple of decades not even a couple one decade is really fantastic yeah. I thought she was great um when she was covering the Olympic trials because she had a, a perspective that we'll never understand and that is she was ready to go and she got injured and she was just this she was emotional about it yeah. but she was also so encouraging of her teammates and that was really cool yeah anyway i love gymnastics me too it's probably my favorite thing to watch yeah i and think track and field probably. i like track and field i like swimming, swimming for too. some reason i do too
1: it's fast-paced it and is yep yep i love i just love all and i just love the random sports yeah oh sand volleyball sand
0: volleyball oh one. yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be real fun although there's some covid oh, sand issues did you see they s- declared another state of emergency oh, today? Oh, no. So just cross your fingers. Jeez. Do you want to talk about the shikari? Shikari? How do you pronounce it? I've heard it both ways.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, do you want to talk about it? I don't know. I mean, everybody has their opinion, and I feel like we... Okay, so we always get on this podcast, and we talk about all this stuff ahead of time, and some of the stuff, it's like we have these good... Uh, viewpoints on things and we want to let everybody know our viewpoints but then sometimes there's things that it's just you've made up your mind about so no matter what we say right and you know you know the entire situation if you have any interest in it she got um, a 30-day suspension for smoking weed after her mom passed away a month before the um trials the trials and you know, it's legal where she was in Portland, but the, the U S track and field, whatever said, you know, it's illegal. And uh, the point of the point, I don't understand why she can't do it, but I do understand that they can't change the rule yes. after right. after in the response fact. to yes. something. I think that next year there will be a different rule. Yes. I think that maybe in the next 30 days there will be a different rule, but they cannot like retroactively, retroactively. change the rule. I and I that's totally what they agree. said. They said like listen, unfortunately, we can't change the rule after she's already broken the rule just to allow her there because the U.S. is saying that they, you know, America wants her there. I completely agree with you. And, um, my take on it
0: is beyond that, which... It's just that hearing her apologize I don't know if you've seen the interview, she did an interview with Savannah Guthrie on the Today Show. Mm -hmm. She was very genuine. She acknowledged she made a mistake. She apologized. She explained why it happened, but she said, I know it's a rule and I broke it. And we just don't get that kind of authenticity from athletes or any public figure for that matter because there's always a buffer like there's Mm -hmm. always an agent or a coach or a standard set of questions that you can ask and it was just her in what looked like her her home or her apartment and it was just this very vulnerable moment and it made me respect her a lot not that I didn't before but it was just like okay finally we have someone being honest and it doesn't
1: change anything it just made it made her more human yeah and I think about the time when Michael Phelps got um, oh yeah in trouble for it and he lost a lot of his um, sponsors and stuff like that And, and he was banned for a while it just didn't didn't happen to be right before the Olympics just bad timing Um, right and it's it was bad timing because you can't
0: control when people die right it was you know what I mean it was in response to something and again not trying to justify it It was a rule right but I've also in my head been thinking about it's not a direct comparison, but we've heard lots in this um, aftermath of the name-image-likeness stuff hap- going live of, well, we should reinstate Reggie Bush's Heisman and yeah. all of his records. And I think it's an interesting parallel. I now, know. they're different because she ingested something that yes. affects Argue Now, it's not performance-enhancing, but it affects your body. Right. His was monetary, arguably didn't affect his performance. Right. So they're not direct comparisons. But it, to me, it's yeah. also—but to me, the, the standard of—
1: I get that maybe it was a stupid rule, but the fact remains it was a
0: rule at yeah. the time.
1: And in people's argument that, you know, guys who bet on yes. baseball yeah. back P. in Rose. the day. Yeah, yeah, specifically should be, you know, in the Hall of Fame and stuff like that. It's it's this, this you know, I don't know if it's the grass is always greener, but hindsight is 2020. 20 Yes, I all think of that, those cliches. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that they should have changed the rule as soon as it became legal, as, as soon as it started to become legal, I think that it should have been on the radar to change it. And I don't know why it wasn't right. I think that had the Michael Phelps thing happened when it was legal, I think that it would have been changed, but people could still argue, well, it's illegal right. when he did it. It's not a performance enhancing drug. It's just, it's something that people threw in there because it was illegal. Right. If she would have gotten blackout drunk, Or the other argument in her favor that I
0: saw was people taking, you know, like opioids or antidepressants and things. Those things are legal. Right. And and
1: so it's just an, I agree completely. Yeah. Do I think that she should be in the Olympics? Yes. Do I understand why she can't be? Yes. And I think that that's probably the way that she feels as well. Yeah. It seems that way. And am I extremely sad? And is there a pit in my stomach over it? Yeah. Same here. There is. And I don't want to talk about it, but we talked about it.
0: And now we're done. Now we're done. <laughs> Did you want to talk about the other topic that makes us both a little uncomfortable to talk
1: about? The breastfeeding thing? Over? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's pretty cut and dry. As the, at first they said that... No, no children. Yeah, no, no family ch- at all. Yeah. No family at all could come. And... Uh, so this, I actually kind of, I relate to this Olympian. It's um, something I say right, often. Right, right, right. So um, after I had Malcolm, it was in the thick of um, pandemic times. It was last year at... Uh, when was he born? April 14th. It was the like one of the worst periods. Right, right. And so they weren't allowing anybody else besides one support person in the hospital. In fact, some hospitals in New York weren't even allowing support people. Right. So no dads. Right. <laughs> Which right. is crazy. There was like a weekend yeah. where that happened. And then then basically the court came in and was like, "No, no, 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 yes. no, no. Like we need these support people." So, um went into went into the hospital. Everything was on lockdown. You know, I stayed in my room. My my husband went out but had to wear a mask you know had to check back in everything like that no one else could come in my daughter couldn't come in so we um leave the hospital and then malcolm's um billy rubin was high what was that called um, jaundice. jaundice. His jaundice was high. And so he had to be readmitted. Only one parent could come with since I'm breastfeeding. I, it was you. It was me. So I stay for two days alone with a brand new baby, a brand new baby um, who has to sit under lights for as long as he can. I can take him out every three hours or however long, you know, before he needs to eat to feed him and then put him right back. So then we're there for a couple days and we go home and then I have this headache I just can't kick. And so I go for my checkup and they say, your blood pressure is super high, like you need to be admitted to the hospital. And so I go to the hospital and they tell me, your, your one week old baby can't come to the hospital with you because your husband can't come to the hospital with you because you can't have any guests here with you. And so I started to put my clothes on and they're like, you really should stay, but we can't make you stay. And I said, well, you really should, should give, allow my yeah, baby. You should allow my one week old baby to be here in the hospital with me. And my husband figure it out. I mean, I said that through hysterical tears. Um, and they had to like write a email to one of the vice presidents of the hospital to get approval yeah. for my husband. And it took hours yeah hours and he he had no breast milk for my baby like my husband had nothing to give my baby he was literally downstairs in the car waiting for somebody to say like yes okay they can come and I every person who came in I asked can he come up yet can he come up yet can he come up yet and finally I get the right person who said yep we just got confirmation he can come up and I said great he's on his way up the steps right now. (laughs) You know what I mean? And so it was like, I had to fight for myself. If I wouldn't have said something, if I would have just accepted it, then your breastfeeding journey was over. It was over. It was done. Yeah. Within a week. Right. And, and my one week old baby wasn't going to have me for however long I was in, I was in the hospital at least two nights, maybe more. I can't remember. But so that same sort of situation happened is she was, with a Canadian basketball yeah. player, right? Yeah, and so she was told, you know, your baby can't come. Obviously, your baby and a support person would have to come because while you're playing, you can't fly, yeah. Also, yeah. you can't fly a baby over, <laughs> right? You know, true. yeah, true. Um, and there has to be a support person, you know. Clearly, so while you're playing basketball, somebody can have the baby, and none of that can happen. And she petitioned, and they they changed their mind. They did, I guess. and.
0: Um, Uh, even after they changed their mind they said you can the children can be allowed when necessary and alex morgan who doesn't i don't think her child's an infant anymore but definitely a toddler was like what the hell does when necessary right like and i this is just an example of who who is making these decisions it's clearly not women because had that occurred someone would have said you know this is probably not a great idea to have a black and white rule of law we should probably throw in some exceptions right and they did and it it all worked out and i'm glad but it's just uh breastfeeding is hard guys like it's i don't mean guys as in you guys i mean just y'all it's really hard. It's really hard in the perfect circumstances. So imagine being an Olympic athlete in all of the training that you're putting in and then adding breastfeeding on top of it. And then, oh, imagine going to Tokyo, a different country, and adding breastfeeding on top of it. And then, oh, imagine not really understanding or knowing what the rules are going to be or if you're even going to be allowed to do
1: it. It's just completely unnecessary stress it is definitely and i will say also that my with my daughter my breastfeeding journey ended when i went to um new orleans for a week yeah and i had to pump that whole time right and it's not the same no and i i pumped and i stored all the milk and i brought it home and i I had nothing left yeah like my body just said oh we're done with this right like your baby is not attached to you anymore we're done it's different yeah So, again, I'm glad they got it right. It's just another example.
0: It feels like we have an example every week of this of, well, you should have got it right the first time. Right. Oh, well. All right. Do you want to take a quick break and then talk about some other non-Olympic stuff, maybe? Let's do it. All right. So, you know, if we're about to take a break, that means you're going to hear about Authentic Brand. Mm -hmm. Authentic Brand is more than just your source for official cyclone gear. With an amazing team of designers, Authentic Brand can custom manufacture polo shirts, jackets, caps, bags, and beyond for your team or small business. Check them out online at Authentic-Brand.com. Look authentic. Feel authentic. Be be authentic. authentic.
1: Okay, we're back. Elisa, just stuffed some chocolate in her mouth. I did. Okay, so it was, a, it was one of, I don't want to give them free advertising, but it was real good. It's one of those chocolates that gives you a little message oh, on yeah. the inside. What was your message? It says, book the flight. Really? Yeah.
0: Well, why do you, why do you say it like that? Well, is there a flight you want to book? No. Oh, well, maybe there should be now. I know. The flight to Vegas to go watch Iowa State Cyclones. Girl. It's a pretty penny, let me tell you. Oh, no, I can only imagine.
1: Ooh. I can only imagine.
0: Okay, let's get through the <laughs> hardest topic first and then It's we'll not a podcast
1: if I don't sing. That's Sorry. true. Okay, go ahead. We're
0: going to talk about the hard conversation first and then we'll talk about the uh, the happy stuff at the end. All right, what's the hard conversation? Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols. That's a tough conversation. Okay, uh, do we need to set the stage or does everybody know by now?
1: Let's just we assume need to set Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you set the stage. Okay, um, so Rachel, briefly, because yeah. I'm sure most of yeah. you know. So Rachel Nichols um, was in the it was in the NBA bubble, um, ESPN. Reporter, sideline reporter, was in the NBA bubble last year, was talking to um, Anthony Davis's like handler manager or something like that, um, and basically inferred that Maria Taylor is only where she is because of the color of her skin. Suggesting ESPN felt pressure to hire a minority. Yeah. yeah. And it, she had her like camera was still on or something so like she that. She got recorded. Yeah. So yeah. it got recorded and then somebody sent it to a bunch of other people basically yeah and then and then like Jalen rose and some other guys didn't want to work with rachel and it was a whole thing so she got pulled off the nba finals right uh-huh. okay yeah Okay, so
0: I'll just preface this by saying this is a super nuanced discussion, and it would take us an entire podcast to go down every rabbit hole, so we are not going to go down every rabbit hole, and I don't know which rabbit holes you want to go down, but maybe I'll go down mine, and you can go down yours, and we can see where we land. Yeah. I guess my take on this is just that this is a really unfortunate, but also good, good meaning representative example of what women in industries that are male dominated have to face on a regular basis. And by that, I mean, it's never as simple as the most qualified person is getting the job, because if that were the case, there'd be an equal number of women in these industries. It wouldn't be a male dominated industry because more women would be applying, more women would be getting hired, because you can't tell me there's not as many qualified Females to work in these as there are men ma- males, and I guess if you think that's the case, you should probably pull your head out of your caboose. That's just like <laughs> as bluntly as I can put it, and maybe you know ESPN executives or insert whatever com- large company executives aren't having these conversations of. You know we're not going to hire her because she's a woman or she's not as qualified because she's a woman or she can't handle the heat because she's a woman or you know any of those comments maybe they're not having those discussions explicitly or in a boardroom, or in public but i can promise you that they're having those conversations behind closed doors in private and maybe they're not explicit but they're implicit biases and that's the stuff that women have to deal with every day It's a disadvantage in these industries to be a woman, and I would say it's probably a double disadvantage to be a woman of color that is my rabbit hole
1: oh. also known as my rant yeah but well so speaking of the the dis- disparity between women and men so I went on ESPN's website and yeah. they have an area where it shows like it was like the six there were so many like 600 people who work at ESPN and I went through Did and you saw, count? And I counted what percentage of them are women and 24% of them are women yeah. and that is on air um, executives writers everyone everyone except for probably like the cleaning crew right, right, and right. it and stuff like that so um i also looked at uh, uh um i guess can i can i make one more
0: comment yeah the other part of this that we left out of the background is that rachel nichols suggested that you know she feels like she's been held back because of her gender at espn yeah I don't doubt that for a second. Yeah. I mean, that, and that's what we're talking about right here. Is she's, she was frustrated and she was kind of on a rant and that's when she mentioned or she made the suggestion that Maria Taylor is where she is because she's a woman of color. Yeah. So that was part of her discussion and that's why we're talking yeah. about
1: that. So more than half of women would call themselves sports fans. Yeah. Just in general. Um, my daughter's four and five-year-old t-ball team is half girls, half boys. That's a totally different conversation of like like why uh, why is that team half and half but the you know <laughs> the johnston baseball team is all men um but totally and mean the johnston softball team is all women but totally different conversation why girls at at some point at a higher rate stop right playing, playing sports right but i have said this again and again that women are the fastest growing demographic of sports fans 42 yes. percent of sports fans are women that's a lot of the percentage like people who consider themselves sports fans 42 percent are women so it's there is a disparity there Plain and simple. Um, but as far as kind of what Rachel was saying about Marie, sometimes experience, she was saying, you know, she has all this experience right. and, and she has fought for where she is. Sometimes the experience that you have doesn't necessarily, isn't necessarily because of your merit. It's not necessarily because it's something you deserve. It's because of your opportunities. And some companies are starting to realize that experience doesn't equal competence. Right. And not everyone has the opportunity to take an unpaid internship during college or after college, especially some people have to pay for rent or pay for food. Not everyone has a parent in a position of power that can help them get a job. Not everyone has connections in the industry. Not everyone is starting on the same level. It's not a level playing field from day one. No, no. The opportunities afforded to you are not based on how hard you work either. So Jeff Bezos is worth (laughs) $200 Ten billion dollars dollars. so say like say your net worth including your car your house your investments your retirements whatever is worth a million dollars maybe that that to me that's outrageous that is not my net worth but i'm just trying hers is five right (laughs) five dollars i'm just trying to make a point here let's just say a million yeah because there are probably a decent amount of people who listen to us who can relate to yeah. that seems like an uh, attainable yes. number by the time you want to retire a million dollars. Do you think that Jeff Bezos works 210,000 times harder than right. you do, right, to get where he he right. is? Do you think that at this point, he works 210,000 times harder than you? No, he doesn't. He's gotten more opportunities
0: than and, you have. And to be fair, like, he's he's done well with the opportunities. he's had. No one's doubting that. Right. Just like no one – Rachel Nichols is super talented, likable, and I like her a lot. She's done – it has nothing to do with that. It's just you shouldn't be able – you shouldn't discredit someone – for exactly the reasons that you're saying right we don't know what opportunities maria taylor had or you know how she grew up and she's also
1: made the most of the opportunities she's been given that's why she's so well liked and that's why she's such a rising star yeah definitely and like your your professional merit is a result of so many it's a it's your professional merit is the result of the people Perception hiring yes. you, the people who have hired you for every job that you've gotten, and it's it's a snowball. Effect. Yes, it is, and they think about how much money you can bring into the company and the smallest possible liability that you will be to that right. company. And you know, people are going to inherently trust and believe somebody who looks like them, yes. has the same socioeconomic. It's the thing, implicit bias, gender, race. They're all going to trust whether they believe it or not the their snap judgment they're going to trust somebody who looks and seems like they are and that's where then the perception of what the their customer is thinking the morals of their customer the expectation that's where the liability comes in so you know what does america want especially for a company like espn is going to start so when we start saying you know as america we want more women we want more women of color then the people start hiring and they have to cast a wider net. Um and and they start looking at things that are intangibles, which is like my favorite sports thing because it's just everything that's not a statistic, right. you know, these intangibles. So that's when things come into play. Like in my experience, I was uh, a sophomore in my next year I thought that I was going to play varsity, but they brought in a freshman to right. play varsity, not because she was better than me, but she had more potential right. right to be better than me because she had a longer amount of time and so she took my spot. And did it suck? Did I think that maybe I was a little bit better than her? Maybe, but that didn't matter because they saw the potential in her and they saw an opportunity there with her. You know, somebody coming into a sales experience who doesn't have any sales position, who doesn't have any sales experience, um, but they command a room, right? You know, they have some of these intangibles, maybe they played football for iowa state (laughs) hey you know maybe they just have a charm that um you can't put a statistic yeah it's one of these intangibles and and so that's when you know espn comes in and says okay pop culture takes an overwhelming amount of their content from black culture that's just the way that it is and you know now more than ever so espn came in and said you know whether they knew it or not they said instead of stealing from black culture we're going to bring in maria taylor you know and give her more opportunities let this incredible young talent shine right it's it's like so <laughs> the way that i think about it you, yes it's a product of espn wanting to bring in more diversity but it's like you're looking for a house and you're only looking in beaverdale and you're on zillow and you have that little red outline yep. of on, only beaverdale and then you decide to cast a wider net right and you find your dream house in yes, Clive. right like they, ESPN had such a narrow view of who they wanted for such a long time that now they've cast a wider net and found an amazing talent. Right. And it really like the point that Rachel was trying to make, but she fumbled is that there aren't enough opportunities for women in Generally. general at yes. ESPN. That is the point that she was trying to make. And they have these two women fighting over crumbs while the men eat steak. Right. Right. And the point that she should have made is that why are the two of us fighting over this one position when both of them are
0: incredibly talented and well-liked and should have their own position? Right. Yeah. Right. So that is how I feel. And it's interesting because I've heard over and over how, you know, how, how well i she got the job because she's a woman or she got the job because she's a black woman and frankly there are circumstances where that occurs but my elisa and i talked about this in a phone call the other night where if that doesn't happen and by the way these women who are getting those jobs are qualified to do it right. otherwise they wouldn't be getting it but if that doesn't happen in some circumstances then we're never going to break this cycle of it being a male dominated right. dominated industry so yeah it I guess it's when I say being, if you don't think being a woman in in a woman of color in these male dominated industries
1: is still a disadvantage. That's what I mean when I say, get your head out of your butt. And if you have grown up and gotten opportunity after opportunity after opportunity, and then your 10th opportunity, you miss out to uh, a black woman. Guess what? That is black woman got one out of the, the ten, 10 opportunities that she looked and that's for. what is important to I feel like that gets overlooked all the time right yeah oh whew. I Woo, know. I'm sweating now my pits i do have some random thoughts too so about that or just about so many things well i the, the rest of this is pretty
0: random okay great do you want to go random for random rando yeah. Rando, yeah. For rando. rando for random. rando for random. okay this is a good rando actually okay. the rest of mine are good okay okay so we always try to give a shout out to um like viewership ratings when they're positive so the women we talked a lot about how the women's college world series was very highly viewed okay this is final stats came out it averaged 59% more viewers than the college baseball world series wow it was an average of 1.2 million viewers versus 750,000 viewers and the most viewed softball game uh averaged 24% more viewers than the most watched baseball game that is a lot I hope someone is
1: paying attention my random thing fits so well okay do it do yours okay so think about pepsi Pepsi and Mountain Dew Okay. Pepsi. I mean far away Pepsi is more popular Than Mountain Dew would you say I don't really know but I'm going to take it I'm going to say that Pepsi is far And away you know but do we Scoff at people who want to advertise With Mountain Dew do we say Like well Mountain Dew Uh, shouldn't have any Sponsorship you know they shouldn't do Any sponsorship they shouldn't do any advertising It's not worth advertising for Mountain Dew Because they don't make as much as Pepsi does Guess what, guys? Mountain Dew still makes a lot of money. <laughs> right. The amount of money that it it takes to make Mountain Dew is about what what comes back in. You know, <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. But <laughs> <laughs> did you just pull yeah. that out of your? Yeah, yeah. am speaking just ma- of pulling yeah. stuff out of your rear yeah, yeah. end. Yeah, yeah. The, it, I mean, your point is there's still money yeah. to invest in it. I don't, you know, my point is I don't think Mountain Dew even really deserves a spot on the shelf because it's Pepsi who people who most, more than 50% of people want Pepsi. So it should only be Pepsi at Hy-Vee. Are you being sarcastic? No. Your count, your point is countered to the point that you want to make. I know. Um, no, I am being sarcastic. We should only, <laughs> you should only be able to special order Mountain Dew <laughs> because it's a smaller number of people who want it. Just because... So does that mean we should only be able to special order college softball? Yeah. So here's Kay. the thing. That's l- ludicrous yes. to think that there should not be Mountain Dew because obviously there are fans... If you're a fan of Pepsi, I'm not asking you right. to drink Mountain Dew. Right. I am just saying... There's money to be made. There's money to be made. There is Mountain Dew to be sold and so give it to the people right. who want it there's someone playing video games in their mom's basement who wants to watch women's softball i happen to love mountain dew so you stop it right now
0: okay i have another viewership stat for you okay cbs said last week that the and viewership continues to grow like it continually continues to rise each week so that's pretty awesome i love it hold on what do you need Nora? you want to get down okay just don't trip over uncle jared's cords he keeps looking at you like you're gonna and that would be bad
1: i think he's looking at her like he really wants a hug Good luck with that. She doesn't <laughs> give anyone but me hugs right now.
0: No. <sighs> um, so I don't know if you saw this, but this kind of broke last week and then broke again today. Um, so South Carolina's women's basketball coach, Don Staley, and Stanford coach uh, Tara Vanderveer had a meeting with the Democratic Women's Caucus last week, and they basically asked for a – Congressional discussion about the inequitable treatment between the men's and women's basketball tournaments. Ah. And Vanderveer said, this was an amazing quote. She said, the NCAA tournament is the tip of the discrimination iceberg. And Coach Staley said, Um, She was commenting on that investigation that that law firm is doing. And she said, let's be honest, this is the NCAA. We need to trust, but we also need to verify. Mm. And then they were asking for the entirety of that um, law firm's report to be made public. And then that was last week. They asked for a congressional hearing. And then today, the Democratic Women's Caucus um, asked Mark Emmert for a bunch of documents and statistics about the the women's. I don't know if anything will come of this. Tell me
1: they walked into his office in a power suit and heels. I would
0: imagine they were wearing and all of that when they
1: sent their letter. Put their little finger in his face. And then that same group,
0: the Democratic Women's Caucus, um, introduced what's called the Even Playing Field Act. It's an act to ensure equal pay, investment, and working conditions for all US national team athletes, coaches, and personnel. I assume it's on the coattails of the women's soccer team. Yes. But it's you know, again, who knows if anything will come of these things, but the point is someone is requiring some some or at least seeking some action and accountability so that's one we forgot to say is soccer what's that that For we're excited
1: to watch it in oh, the olympics yeah well
0: i feel like that's just given that's probably why <laughs> honestly that's probably why we didn't yeah. think of it it's just there duh i have one more heartwarming story that i want to end the pod with okay. so if you have more random thoughts yeah, i just want to
1: complain <laughs> so you, you do th- you complain and then i'll i'll come back with a heartwarming story Oh, everyone's tired of hearing people complain about this but i just had to get it off my chest okay do it Here's the thing about the 4th of July. Are you gonna complain about fireworks? Yep. So people get their panties in a wad about the commercialization of Christmas. And they talk about how Valentine's Day is a hallmark holiday. But they want to spend all their money on fireworks and tiny American <laughs> flags. And they want to elbow some kids out of the way for a grape Tootsie Roll. Uh, that The Zagazig Shriners Club threw. Are they the ones that wear the hats? Yep. Okay. From, on Main I, don't, I, mean I mean that with no him. disrespect, by the way. No. They're, they drive their little cars and they're... BAs and I Because they throw out candy no, too. No, they're so cool and they um, dr- yeah. and they never hit each other and they're like very nostalgic to me. Yes. And I don't know who they are, but I really like them. Yes. Um anyways, it's the it's the parents who elbow their children who elbow the kids out of the way for the grape Tootsie roll that I'm pissed about. My love language is gifts. Mine I'm just too. gonna say it. So leave my gift giving holiday alone. Christmas? yep valentine's day don't complain about the commercialization of my holidays if you're not gonna complain complain about the commercialization of the fourth of july yep but i'll let you i will let you i'll literally let you set fire to your valuables and (laughs) blow off your eyebrows (laughs) while you Uh. while you wear an american flag tank top from old navy then we can watch joey, joey chestnut eat 67 how many hot dogs did he it was 77 i think too many i without chewing it's I disgusting can't it. i can't watch it but it's amazing it's american tradition alisa yeah. well you know what I else? i don't is, like where you're going with you this you know what else is american tradition to complain on facebook about how your kids <laughs> and dogs don't like fireworks <laughs> you for the record for the record you will never hear me complain about a I firework. Know, i'm sure not you once. love fireworks. i love fireworks yes yeah. come to the east side I, I-, could, I sat on my couch and saw six different within a two block radius six people setting off fire why why not just watch the one no 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 and then watch the next one no we why do they all have to happen at the same time the more the merrier oh i love fourth of july don't get me wrong but it is i mean it's a day off from work it's true Bar- barbecues usually know, spend the day at the lake drinking beer stuff don't, don't act <laughs> like, <laughs> don't act like it's a special day for america don't act like that we all stand it up it is a special no. day for america don't what? act like don't act like that's how you celebrate a special day for america by blowing your eyebrows off absolutely not you just want to blow things up well i and mean, you just want to go not, to the lake but, and you just want to drink beer
0: but why can't but you just want to give gifts on christmas this is the
1: commercialization of <laughs> you Independence are complaining day. about
0: the very thing you hate people <laughs> complaining about <laughs> this is
1: the commercialization your rationale is very Independence poor. day we stand up for the first float of the parade oh where Oh veterans gosh, are carrying the flag and then we go about our business beating our chest and making things go boom this is a true story my grandpa fell and broke his shoulder and there were not enough ambulances in ames to come pick him up an ambulance from nevada had to come and get I him don't doubt because that for a second. so many people blew their hands off setting off fireworks on the fourth of july you should be ashamed of yourself you're i can't agree with any of this you're um, wrong. No, the,
0: this is the <laughs> this commercialization is, of Independence fine. Day. All of that is fine, but you appreciate, you love the commercialization of your holidays. Yeah, I do. But why can't you love the commercialization
1: of someone else? Do you else's? think our founding fathers listen? Do the you three, think Jesus wanted us to commercialize? Do you think that <laughs> the three wise men brought gifts to Jesus? Yes, that's why we give gifts to our friends. Is it? And it is. <laughs> Frankincense and myrrh. That's what I bring to my friends. I don't um, know. Oh, you about must have, you. you you must have left my murray <laughs> yeah your frankincense smelling candles what i brought for you <laughs> you're gonna tell me that our founding fathers set off fireworks and eat 87 hot dogs on the fourth of july no i don't absolutely not but i also don't think that the three wise men were lining up at walmart at midnight to go
0: get a tv so
1: there (laughs) do you think that our founding fathers wore jean shorts (laughs) those are known as jorts (laughs) jean shorts and went shirtless to smoke their ribs (laughs) no offense chris on the fourth of july no Okay, well, I don't think St.
0: Valentine was (laughs) getting his belly full of chocolates today. Case closed. Anyway, back to our heartwarming story. (laughs) You're wrong. That's how we're going to end this. The heartwarming story I want to share is thanks to my mom and dad who pointed this out to me. Um, There was a woman who at 10 years old in 1961 her name was Gwen Goldman, she wrote a letter to the New York Yankees explaining why she should get to be a bat girl. Have you I seen saw this? I saw that, yeah. Oh my god, I've watched this video like 10 <laughs> times and I cry or get oh emotional every time. So the Yankees responded in 1961 and told her no because she would be uncomfortable in the male-dominated dugout. The exact paragraph was, while we agree with you that girls certainly are as capable as boys and no doubt would be an attractive addition on the playing field, I am sure you can understand that in a game dominated by men a young lady such as yourself would feel out of." place in the dugout (sighs) but last week in 2021 60 years later (laughs) The Yankees invited her back to be a Bat Girl. She got to throw out the first pitch at 70 years old. And not only that, but they gave her a locker with her name on it, gave her a full uniform. She got to suit up. And afterwards, she called it the thrill of a lifetime. I love and it. And it's a really... If you haven't seen the video, just Google it. You'll find it. It's worth watching. I love she it. Was, she was very overcome with emotion. so Aww. Is there
1: anything more American than a... <laughs> New Joey Chestnut eating hot dogs. And a New York Yankee with his top button unbuttoned and his chesticles sticking out with like a the gold chain with a cross on it and a mustache. America. America. Uh, Jared, you're going on vacation
0: tomorrow, buddy. He's going on a real vacation, guys. Not to Big 12 Media Days, but an actual
1: vacation. Don't do anything that I wouldn't do he's probably Nora, don't that does that not knowledge. leave a lot out yeah well, don't um, do anything Steph wouldn't do in front of her boss
0: well, I, can't do anything. I was gonna <laughs> say that's a really bad yeah. standard
1: I have one question before you for you before we end
0: the pod Good. did you pack your socks with our faces on them no will you well, whoa there's still time If you don't send us a picture of those socks in your suitcase, (laughs) we're going to be pissed. I'm going to guess they're probably
1: dirty because you probably wore them yesterday.
0: Oh, you're right. That's it. Darn.
1: Do you know where they are? (gasps) He doesn't know where they are. Oh, my gosh. They're in my room somewhere. I'm sure they're in my room somewhere. When's the last time you wore them? I don't think I've ever worn them. He says, I don't think I've ever worn them. Okay. All right. Well, this was fun until it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> say your thing, I'll say my thing. Go Cyclone. Go State. <laughs>